Thank you for tuning in to the best parenting show on the internet. Post Daily Dose. Hey there, happy Monday. This is Christy Saul, the co-founder of The Post Institute, coming at you live with the best little parenting show on the internet, The Post Daily Dose. Hope you guys are doing great this evening. You guys were watching yesterday. I told you I had a little, I have a bruise. I have a bruise, right? See? But uh, there was no real, um, there's no pain. Uh, I had a little uh, PRP injection done right here. And I caught a blood vessel. So that's all it is. And it's going to be well very soon. So please don't worry about me. But I did not want to hide and not bring the message. Because it may, from the looks of it, it looks like st I still have several colors to go before it goes away. So anyway, it's all going to be okay. It's all right. It's not a big deal. But I just wanted to make sure you guys knew I was okay. So, of course, I want to plug the books just really quick. From Fear to Love, you can get it on promotion, feartolovebook.com. Great Behavior Breakdown on Amazon or on the Post Institute. Then we have these two dandies as a package on the Post Institute website at a discount. We have our new workbook that you can pick up in print on Amazon and as an ebook at postinstitute.com. So tonight, um, well, first of all, I just want to, I want to come back a little bit, just real quick, to um, last week's talk. Um, we spent the whole week just mostly talking about some statistical information about, hey Heather, about uh, child sexual abuse. Um, we learned some really fascinating information about the demographics. Um, we didn't talk much about adult offenders because I don't work with adults. I work with children. So that was kind of my area of focus. <laughs> and I just want to say, I just want to say, um, if you go back and listen to all the information, I hope that you hear the compassion in my heart for all of the children because we also have this group of children who have experienced, many of them have experienced sexual abuse and then have been offenders of sexual abuse. And so uh, I just wanted to make it really clear in my heart of hearts that um, the main thing to, that I would want us to take from that whole week of information is to get to know the statistics. It's really important um, to also understand how prevalent, to understand the challenges that um, children are up against and for it to just be super informative. Um, I also spent some time talking about pornography, the effects of pornography on the brain. I think it is like super important that we understand that. I don't know that everybody completely comprehends what it is about pornography that is addictive and why. And so if you're interested in knowing about that, go back and watch, especially Friday's episode as I really dove into all of that. And I'm going to be doing... Um, an exclusive training for our new parenting revolution at the end of the month. That's going to be an, a monthly thing that we do. The theme will be different every month. So this, this, this month, that will be the topic. I'll be talking about child sexual abuse. Will be, um, the, it'll be educational. We're going to talk about uh, kind of 
I'm going to use the word normal. I always hesitate because I'm like, um, I'm the prevalence of sexual abuse is so broad and big in our culture that I'm like, uh, so how do we even define what's like normal, healthy child development, child sexual sexuality development when the pervasiveness of child sexual abuse affects the like everyone in the culture. If it's not been you who was abused or if it's not you who has been an abuser, it's someone in your family, a cousin, a niece, a nephew, somebody, everybody's been affected by this. And so the entire, our entire lens of uh, child development and the development of sexuality in human beings is all of that is clouded with this uh, lens where early life sexual abuse has affected in some way everyone in our culture. So we'll be talking about all of that. We're going to go into great detail. We're going to talk about things that we that I see consistently in terms of ways that that affects people in their emotionality and in their behavior. Uh, we're going to talk about um, how, what we can do as parents to help our children. Um, and so that's going to, we're going to go deep into all of that over on that platform. There'll be um, announcements of that on the Post Institute Facebook page. So anyone who wants to attend, who's not a member, you'll have opportunities to join our our membership, but you'll also have opportunities just to come to that particular event. So I just wanted to wrap that up. So that is wrapped up. That topic is wrapped up as far as our Facebook lives. Um, so today I wanted to talk about the term window of stress tolerance. So the term, I don't even know who coined the term. Like I remember Brian being the first person I ever heard actually use that term. And it's been years and years and years ago, but um, I don't know that he's the person who actually coined that term. But the window of stress tolerance, basically what we're referring to, we're just using that metaphor of a window, like a window in a house or a car or any place where there's a window, right? So we've got this opening and we all have a different window of stress tolerance. And so what it's referring to is the amount of stress or the kinds of stress that a person can experience and still be able to function in a healthy, somewhat healthy manner. So it's not always like, like you can't say a certain number of stressors because it's not about the number of stressors and it's not necessarily about the kind of stress, it's the combination. Like you could have one major stressor going on, but that one major stressor could be the kind of stress that leads you to function outside of your window of stress tolerance. So when we're in our window of tolerance, it means that it's just the right amount of stress. We're able to be productive. We're able to be in relationship. We're able to function and flow in the same with our children. And then when we're outside of our window of stress tolerance, that's when we begin to see our thinking becoming distorted and confused and our short-term memories suppressed. Uh, we're not as flexible. We're more easily agitated. We're stressed out. And the funny thing about all of that is, is if you function long enough outside of your window of stress tolerance, 
it actually starts to become your norm. Like you can be living in a place where there's super high levels of stress. It's very intense and your brain can literally get addicted to that level of drama, excitement, intensity, that level of functioning. So it's, I think it's all a very interesting concept, but the question was asked to me, how can I expand my window of stress tolerance? And it was asked from a parent about herself. So I want to remind us that there are some things that help us be at our best, things that help us have our neurological systems at their best. And one is getting enough rest. So getting enough rest, taking care of your nutrition, those two factors are significant. Hey, Joni, we can start now. Joni's here. <laughs> I'm so glad to see you. I've been missing you. Our timing has been off a little bit. So getting enough rest and taking care of your nutrition are two really big, important pieces to being at your best in terms of being able to manage life and the things that come at you so that your stress, that your window of tolerance is at its best. Because when we don't have enough rest, when our nutrition is not good, our window of tolerance actually can decrease. So it's not a, it's not a stable, when our window of tolerance is not a stable feature within our personality. It's a variable. And the things that make it variable are our self-care. So our self-care helps us be at our best and to be able to take care of things that are more stressful. So the things that I have found that help me be at my best, nutrition is a really big one because if you are not feeding your body the things that it needs, if you're neglecting your nutrition, you know, that term where people say they're hangry, that combination of being hungry and angry at the same time, that's real. That, that is real. That's because our blood sugar is dropping or maybe we don't have enough protein in our... <laughs> Heather said she did a staycation. That's an excellent idea. I love that. God, just to get to enjoy the peace and quiet of your own home or your own community. Giving yourself a break. That is beautiful. Um, nutrition is something that I find to be really interesting because when we're functioning outside of our window of stress tolerance, it's also something that either people will forget to eat or they tend to overeat or they will reach for things that aren't really going to fulfill their nutritional needs. So they grab like junk food snacks and get on that sugar high to get a quick fix, a quick dopamine rush, whatever, you know, so that they can keep functioning, but it's not really giving their body the sustaining energy that it's going to need. And I get, I'm going to be honest with you, this is a sore spot for me when it comes to working with adults, because I'm like, look, you need to eat. But then I have to remember that I'm guilty of that sometimes too. So usually things that are sore spots for me are because I hold the mirror up and I'm like, yeah, I do that too. So the thing is, is, you know, you got to make sure that you take care of your nutrition. It's just that simple. And it's just that important. If you need to carry like some sort of healthy snacks in your car, that's something I used to do when I would be on the road or we'd be coming and going and ripping and running and going from this thing to that thing to, you know, make sure you've got some healthy nutrition that you can grab right there on the spot so you're not picking up junk food at the convenience store or drive throughs and not taking a moment 
to feed your body what it needs. The other thing is if you're not getting enough sleep. And we all require different amounts of sleep, but um, those two factors alone are literally part of like whatever your biology really must have so that you can be at your best in terms of coping with the needs that are being presented. So when your window of tolerance is like, you know, I've got nothing left, it's usually because you're hungry and you need to rest. It may need that you need some quiet time. Sometimes even literally 10 minutes of quiet time can help. Um, it could be that uh, I get this, I call it like a neurological fatigue, like I'm not physically like sleepy tired, but I'm just like kind of, maybe I've been on the computer too long that day. It feels like I just feel it here in my shoulders. It feels a little edgy. I've probably been gritting my teeth a little bit. So noticing your body is an important aspect of being able to manage your window of stress tolerance. Noticing your own fatigue, attending to your basic needs, your nutrition, your rest, your quiet time. Listen to your body. What do I need? What do I feel like I'm missing? Sometimes it's I'm missing some sort of social engagement. So then we're getting a little deeper. Maybe it's spiritual. I need to connect with someone who can feed my soul differently. I feel like everybody that's around me is wanting something from me. I need somebody pouring into me. Um, these are all things that help us expand. The thing is, is that with the exception, I find that, that nutrition and rest are two really big ones. And also sometimes like that physical activity. Having some physical activity can actually, you would think that's like would be depleting, but it's actually going to fill you more. It's going to give you more energy. But um, those really basic ones are very important to just being able to maintain something that is whatever your norm is. And if you want to expand your window of tolerance, then you step into things like meditation Noticing what you're feeding your mind, what you're reading, what you're looking at. Unplugging from electronics because we don't realize how especially social media can really play havoc with our neurology. We don't realize how it messes with our emotions. We're scrolling and we're going on this roller coaster ride. We're scrolling and we see, oh, pretty happy baby. My friend has a new baby. Oh, that's so beautiful. I'm so... Then we scroll just one little flip of, one simple flip of the thumb. And we're like, oh no, someone died. Oh, so... and then one more flip of the thing. We, we either will be depleted or we will get desensitized. Neither of which is healthy. So really monitoring how much you're plugged in and that also helps model for our children. Like, I need to just, you know, and even saying those things out loud, I need to put this down. It's making me cranky. It's causing me to feel really edgy. I keep hoping that my cell phone and social media is going to somehow give me fulfillment. What it's doing is the same thing we talked about the other day about these little dopamine spikes. Really, in a way, um, Social media does this thing, I think of it as it's like feeding your soul junk food. It's like just 
junk food. <laughs> when what you're really wanting is something enriching and connected and where you feel like people, where you're really getting what you need, the, the soul nourishment, the social nourishment you're craving is more than what you're getting from your electronic device. So when you're wanting to expand your window of stress tolerance, if you want to maintain it, you got to do your basics. You got to eat some nutrition and you got to get your rest. And I strongly advise at least a little bit of physical activity. Get outside, take a little walk or get a little vitamin D by getting a little sunshine. Just those little basics. When you want to expand it, then you need to start doing things a little bit different. Think about our thoughts. Like, you know, the whole, like people are like, well, just think optimistic. Well, it's, it really is kind of that simple, but then it's really not that simple because our subconscious is always bringing things up. And so... You know, really setting your phone down, really spending, learning about how to meditate, how to quiet your mind, the power of a few deep breaths. These are things that help you have a greater window of tolerance for things that are going on around you. I'd like to say it this way, whether you're worrying, meditating, or praying, it's all mental energy. So choose wisely because Worrying tends to cause us a lot more fatigue, whereas meditation and prayer can actually cause us to feel more energized, more spiritually, soulfully fulfilled. So choose very wisely. Um, I think I'm going to pause there, and I want to remind you guys that when we're looking to expand our window of stress tolerance, it's like stretching leather. So if you've ever bought a great pair of shoes that were on sale, but a half size too small, but you got them anyway because they were on sale, you can't just pull at it. It'll rip. But if you put stretchers in it and you gradually expand those stretchers, over time, the leather will stretch. And it's the same for us and it's the same for our children. It is a gradual process. Um... So your nutrition, we're starting real slow. Your, watch your nutrition, watch your sleep, and watch how much you're plugged into electronics because it will play havoc with, your, with what's going on with you at a subconscious level. Tomorrow we'll come back with some more little tips and tricks for expanding your window of tolerance so that you can be at your best because you have a lot on your plate. Most of you have children who come from tough places, who have lots of needs that you're trying to crack codes on, that you're trying to have your finger on the pulse of. Many of you are married and you have spouses that you're trying to be in relationship with. And you have multiple children. It's not like you just have one child. Many of you have multiple children to attend to. And you have yourself to attend to. And you may also have a position of employment or a business that you operate. So your self-care, being able to manage your window of stress tolerance, being able to notice when you're beginning to exceed your window of stress tolerance is extremely important. So we're going to focus on these little things and some more little tips and tricks throughout this week. Much love to you guys. I hope that you've had a, a good day today. I hope that you can take five minutes to decompress from whatever the day has brought you. Put anything that's been stressing you out, push pause on it because it's probably not going anywhere. 
Take a few deep breaths. Maybe give yourself five to ten minutes just to veg. Practice some of that meditation. Practice quieting your mind. Get a sense of refreshment of your window of tolerance. And go spend some time with your family. Go spend some time with your children. Play with them. Let the love you have from them shine from your eyes. Let them feel it. Let them feel it. And if you're too tired, if you're like, nah, it's Monday, girl, I'm tired. Then you go in, you put all that stuff to the side and you go into your kids and you say, man, mama is tired. Daddy is tired. I am empty. Somebody come flop down here on the couch with me and let's just veg out. I need some veg time. Let them know. Say it with your words. So that way when you're cranky, they understand that you're just human and you're just cranky. That it doesn't necessarily have anything to do with them. So when we state it and claim it, it helps them understand where it's coming from. But try to spend some time with them. Try to let them know how much you love them, how much you appreciate them, how much you adore them. If you can play with them and engage with them and lounge around and watch TV, read a book, wrestle on the floor, draw a picture, paint a picture, go outside and play, play some ball, play some catch. That is their language. That is how they feel most connected to you and they really need that. And remember, at any moment, we can act out of our blueprints of stress and fear and overwhelm. Or we can take one to two to three deep breaths. And we can choose love. Much love to you guys. And we'll see you all tomorrow. Join us live on weekdays at 6.30 Central Time on Facebook at the Post Institute. Don't forget to get your copy of Brian's best-selling book, From Fear to Love, on promotion. Just pay shipping and handling at www.feartolovebook.com. That's www.feartolovebook.com.